Hello and welcome to the Tech Lunch Podcast, where we encourage our listeners to learn something new about tech every week. This can range from learning about new and exciting applications to the advancements in coding and technology. If you are always learning, you will always be a step above the rest. Take the time during lunch or during a break to listen and learn, kind of like a lunch and learn, but for the years. This podcast will open the listeners' ears to new and exciting technologies they may have not been purviewed to in the past. These topics will range from manufacturing technologies to data collection technologies and everything in between. Hello, I'm Nick. Hello, I'm Ed. Hey, I'm John. And you know, this week we're going to continue down our, you know, 3D printing, you know, rampage here and, you know, only the rant of rants. And, you know, we're going to kind of get into what is your first print? You know, you start thinking about it, you have all these different areas that you can go get a print from. You know, Thingverse, all these other places. And, but with that, and the innovation of how these printers are these days, you can pretty much print whatever you want. You can print something fun, something, you know, useful, something to annoy your significant other, or just something to annoy your kids, or, in Ed's case, his grandkids, you know, or his, you know, actual kids that he uses to annoy his grandkids, or his grandkids to annoy his kids, and then he goes home and laughs. Um, yeah, they all work. There, there, there's, there's always one way around <laughs> this proverbial deal, right? But the thing is, is anything you pick on some of these channels, you can print with any printer out there. With a support that's out there with, like, the forums and stuff like that. So, you know, I think, as long as you're not trying to do, like, you're not coming out the gate saying, hey, I'm going to print ABS. Uh, I'll try that. Or, hey, I'm going to come out the gate printing ASA. Uh-uh. Don't do that neither. I'm going to try to print nylon. You idiot. You know, that's just how it goes. You know, and once you crack your, your bed, well, please don't tell us about it because we're, we're, we're not we're going to think it's hilarious. Because what did we tell you? Yeah. Stick to something simple. So that makes me have to ask the question. You know, what was your first print? So like I said, for, for me, uh, I would say it was two first prints. So it was a first print with uh, you guys where we yeah. did a uh, the first layer. There's a YouTube video on that, too. Yeah, where we, we can actually, you know, yeah. how to check the first layer. Single point lesson. Yeah. Uh, actually, I used that quite a bit before I start a print. Dude, you're my views. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, she's the guy. <laughs> um, but the first print that I actually did on my own, no help, figured out myself, I did a uh, an articulated uh, stingray. Mm. Set it up, did everything, got it to work, uh, uh, looked at the... Uh, you know, I watched it, you know, like really patiently, watched it for a while, and I was like, oh, okay. And then af- after that, um, I was able to do some other things, like, uh, you know, everybody everybody prints the mohawk guy. Um, the bearded yellow. The bearded, bearded yellow. yellow. Or the, yeah. I call bearded yellow, but I call him the mohawk guy. Yeah. Uh, everybody does some type of logo. Uh, so I was I did that quite successfully. and uh, um, But I, I think it boils down when, we, when you say what do you print or what makes you print what you want to print? It's kind of like, okay, that caught my eye. I want to try it and see how it works. But you do get to a point, hey, this is, I think that's pretty challenging. I wonder if I can do mm-hmm. it. It becomes a challenge. Yeah. I mean, I mean to piggyback off that, if I had to pick, well, first off, my first print was also a <laughs> first layer because I tried <laughs> to print whatever they had on the... Uh, the ender, the stock, um, 
SD card that comes with it. They have a cat. They have a dog. They have a few other things. Mm -hmm. Tried to print the first one and it wouldn't stick. Mm. Means I didn't put it put it together exactly, or maybe I didn't level the bed exactly like I should have. So the first layer bed print fi fixed my problem, and then I was able to print that cat. But I think I could take this this question in in multiple different directions because you think your first print. I'm thinking about it from a. I've been watching printing for a while. I know what it's about. I don't necessarily know how to print. I don't know maybe some of the quirks or some of the issues that I might run into. But like what Ed was saying, the difficulty level of the print strikes me most of the time as to um, what I should print. I'm not going to lie to you. I sliced a couple full bed size prints because mm -hmm. I was like, I got the printer. How big does it go? So I tried it. A little excited <clears throat> when I saw that timer hit one day, two days, two days, 18 hours. That was when I was like, mm, I'm going to wait on these. So that was my kind of like, it may not be level of com complexity, but when you add supports, it adds time. When you add size, it adds time. So then I'm thinking about, I want to get more of this instant gratification. I'm going to print it smaller, make sure I can get it right, and then size it up. I want to think. I want to say that that's also a bad way to think about it, <laughs> because when you size things up, these three D print files are formatted in such a way that if you size it up, you will create holes. Yeah. And if you create holes, that printer's like, oh, there's nothing here. Not gonna print nothing, and it's gonna have you're gonna have gaps in your print, layer shifts everywhere, and it's gonna ruin your print. So that's also a lesson that you wouldn't have learned unless you tried it. Which is exactly what I did on the first try, almost. Um, so yeah, I, I very much so distinctly remember uh, sizing up and then everything failing at a certain point. So I, I will say you were talking about time frame. Yeah. There's a model where you can print a uh, statue of the hook. Yeah. Just the uh, butt, the lower part of the hook is. Mm -hmm. I think the print ends up being almost two weeks. Oh man. That's a, that's multiple rolls of film at that point. Yeah. But. It's also at a it's at a different level. So I don't know if people know that when you print, there is a there there is a layer height, mm -hmm. layer height, but there's also a quality of print that you can do. Yeah, you can print it at different quality levels. So if you print at a certain quality level, yeah, you'll get better results far as layer lines and uh, when you're trying to finish this later. Mm -hmm. But that also means time. For example, I print at point six. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So. So yeah, your nozzle is point six nozzle. Your, our nozzle standards are point four, so he's already working with a bigger nozzle than us, which means faster flow. Now that brings that brings another point we could talk about later. But it brings more issues too with point six. It yeah. depends on how you slice it. That's true. It's sliced right and it's calibrated for it. But, but it see, also depends yeah. on what printer you have. Right. Also, and what what you're using. What, with what hot printer. end? What yeah. hot end are you yeah. using? The, the yeah. mosquito. And you know that that kind of you know is it is kind of funny when you start talking about. The fact that I'm running the Ender 5 Pro plus a couple hours. Yeah. You know, I started out, actually, with my roommate's old um, Ender 3 Pro. Ender 3 V2 Pro, right? So, we started out with that, playing with that. First print I ever did was a trigger guard for, an, for, a, for a rifle that I was building. Yeah. So, I couldn't get any of the store. You know, I was like, screw it, I can print this for cheaper. Yeah. Right? You know, that, and then we made magazine holders that hold all of our magazines and our range bags. Still use those to this day. Ran at a PLA. I'll tell you one thing, they've been in 100 and some degree heat out in the range all day long. Not an issue with them. 
Then I got the Ender 5 and started and cranked out a couple bearded yells. Just because I thought it was fun, which a bunch of freaking filament. And then started printing the um, uh, bottle openers for my sister. Yep. So I had to get done. So, you know, then I have the other three printers that I'm currently working on. Yeah. No, I, I, I distinctly remember you guys' first first few prints being, um, I think we talked about it, they were they were particularly nice, um, and it gave you that serotonin, that, that dopamine. Um, that, yeah, until you started messing with my freaking CR Touch, dick. Well, until we, until we start adding <laughs> modifications is what you're supposed to say. You're like, hey, you, you could do this thing right here. What, what do you mean I could do that? What do you mean? So so I also think that you, you, when you're picking prints, like if we're, if we're talking about picking prints, not even just for your first print too, like you can almost look at a print and say that's a bad print. Like, yeah, that ain't going to go well. That's a bad model. So if you pick, um, there's something that, there's something that animators or anyone who's working on game design like thinks mm. about when they're like if they're making a skin to a character or assigning a skeleton, right. and, and they talk about polygons a lot. Yep. And you think about like if if this part has and 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 polygons just any any shape structure, right? Yeah. So so if you see if if you see nothing but polygons, it's going to be very undetailed. If you see no polygons and you can tell exactly what's going on that means there are polygons they are just at such a high level that you don't notice it yeah now here's the funny part one of my first prints that i did on this printer because you know it was after i kind of tooled with it and i started printing pet g mostly so i went around the deep end and right in the right in the world of pet g but was i don't remember the name of the, the models the triangle on triangles it's a Voron cube, man, or Voron triangle. It's, it's no, it's got, not. It's a it's the one, no, the oh, mathematical it's a, one. It's not a tetrahedron. I yeah, yeah, that is it. It's 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 I, tetrahedron. I think is just the, the actual filled in shape, but there's yeah. a name for the triangles inside of it. Yeah, it being I don't know. So you know, I did that, and I also did a a uh, like a marker holder for a friend of mine who's a teacher. Okay. Yeah. So, but it's like you know the thing is is like the the, the triangle on triangle, that one will freaking stress a printer all no 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 way out right like i'm probably gonna do it on this one just because i can so it's almost like a bench test yeah exactly because you're having to build every single layer is multiple yeah. triangles then that next layer builds on top of that you're making so one layer bridges. fails everything falls apart yeah in the grand scheme of things and it's tough too because not only is it is it making those bridges to make those triangles and it's making them quickly it's it's if it's making the tip of one of the, the the pyramids at the bottom or the triangles at the bottom, it's moving so quick, and then it tries to make a bridge. That so what ends up happening a lot of the times is artifacts like little little pieces here drop down or like you have an under extrusion or an over extrusion, and then you can clearly tell that there's a difference. Yeah, and I didn't mind. I think the half stack of quarters there for a while. Yeah, something tiny. So yeah, I guess one of the things I learned is like uh, there are tools like Mesh Mixer. They can actually look at and uh, show you problems with mm-hmm. your uh, your prints, and you can actually repair those problems beforehand. Yeah. yeah. Uh, some of the other things is there are some probably best practices. So, as long as you have a point that can go to another point where this point touches another point, normally you do not have a problem with the three uh, D printer making that transition. But if I have like say an anvil and there's no supports up under the front part of the anvil where you're doing work then what's going to happen is, is you know, it's, it's, it's reached out like this, and it's not another point. 
So yeah, 90 degree as angle. you get to a certain point, it's that fail. print is going to fail yeah. because you did you did not plan it right. So maybe another a, a better solution is to flip it upside down mm-hmm. so that it sits that far sits on a base, and when you build up, you're building so, up in such a yeah. way that you don't have those type of things in your print. There's also your overhangs too. Yeah. Once you get your overhangs down, you can push that distance. Yeah. As long as it's got something to grab onto. Yeah, that's, push distance. That's what I mean. Like, so if you don't have another surface to attach to, or um, you, you're gonna run into a problem. So for somebody that's a beginner, that's that's not advanced, uh, the best idea is if I want to print an anvil, then I print the anvil inverted. That makes sense. That way, the anvil has a base to sit on, and mm-hmm. when I'm building that anvil up, it's building up with points, right. and I have a point to build up all the way through the process. So a triangle. This way, uh, triangle in the uh, upward position is a lot easier to do as opposed as a triangle going in the downward position. Oh, yeah. So, so you you got you bring up a good point, and, and it's a point that I bet you not a lot of people think about when they're. We're not saying that it's when you pick the print when you're slicing the print. Uh-huh. Right. So, th- here's another piece. If I have a cylinder. And I print that cylinder standing straight up on its end. Where is it going to fail first when I use that cylinder or, or if it's while it's printing? It's going to rip in, in the per- perpendicular to the direction it's standing just because that is where your layer fails, like mm-hmm. directly intersecting that. Mm-hmm. Now, you take that same same cylinder and you put it on one of the curved sides, which is going to have an overhang, can't really avoid it too much, but you can put supports on that side, and that print is going to print, um, uh, again, the cylinder's on its side, it's going to print, and then the perpendicular direction for where it would fail is you would have to peel it, essentially, kind of like string cheese. Mm -hmm. That creates strength in your print, too. Now, with that... To, you know, kind of, you know, go with that. Mm-hmm. You can also do, if you're doing a cylinder standing straight up, put an extra large brim on it. Go through your cylinder sure. size and put an extra large brim on it to hold it because most of your failures at the midway point is because the bottom shifted. The bottom okay. shifted, it kicked out the other way. So put a larger brim on it, say 10, you know, five or, you know, 20 lines if you're John. Um, hey, we want, you want to count successful prints or are we going to count successful prints? <laughs> I'm just talking about your waste of film when you guys sit around. Hey, listen, um, the bags of filament <laughs> that I'm going to, I'm doing air quotes right now, recycle <laughs> is, is... Always good for the environment. I'm still using that filament, okay? That's mine. Cool. is always use a brim. If, if you're going to do anything, that's what we're getting at, and that's what we're giving each other our time, because yeah. I started doing a bigger brim on some yeah. of my other stuff, because I started having issues of layer shifts that just happened out of nowhere. So, and especially at the very top, because there's all that motion, and then snap, something moves, and it always happens to you with dragons. Always. I think I'd attribute that. And next thing you know, it, it's doing the, doing back and forth, and things are moving. So you're like, okay, well, let me put a brim on this thing, and it won't move no more. Mm-hmm. And guess what? That saves some stuff. But the thing is, is, that's when you find out if you have an incomplete print, and that's when you start seeing holes pop up, because things weren't freaking cut through the slicer correctly. Yep. From the original print. Yeah, that's, that's where you use lots like of points of failure. Yeah, but you you also that's where you also get in things like the strings, the stringing. Mm-hmm. You, you you also have issues of that too. And that, that there are some things you can do. I mean, I, I guess you could increase temperature, or I guess you could slow it down if you wanted to. You know, if that was what you want to do. But the whole purpose of getting something 
printing something and she won't, like John said, that gratification of... Yeah. Yeah. Her, her retraction yeah. settings and stuff like that. That's why for the most part, most most people starting probably for the first couple months are going to print anything over, I would say, eight hours. I would say if you're pushing ten hours, <clears> you're <throat> looking at that printer like, mm, am I, do I really want to watch it for that long? Because most of the time, if you're starting out, you're going to want to watch it. Yeah, you're going to see. So, uh, funny story with me is I'll, the longest one I've done is six hours. Mm-hmm. Um, I attempted one that was going to be 18 hours. Mm-hmm. But ambitious. <laughs> well, no, not ambitious. I did, I did not validate the bed. Mm. So it was yeah. n- not the fault of the printer. It was the fault of the person controlling so, the printer. So then you're saying that if I have a longer print, then I should do my calibration print before as well? I just would, to be safe? I mean, if you're going to print for 18 hours, you want to make sure everything that's mechanical that can have an effect or everything for a, a deviation or something and like also that. you want to even make sure that you run that through mix mixer or whatever you want to use to validate that before you slice it because mm-hmm. once you slice it you you got it mm-hmm. yeah you know and maybe you maybe you even want to use a couple slicers mm-hmm. just to see hey what's the difference between this slicer and that slicer yeah do, mm-hmm. I, do, I, do I get do a test print maybe you just want to do a test print of yeah. an hour with this this slicer and an hour with that slicer yeah. Compare the difference, see what the deviations are. Okay, mm-hmm. I like this slicer better. Okay, I'm gonna take my chances on. And this. there, there's there that I think is a great idea. However, in turns its own issues because not all slicers can support all firmwares. Yeah. So now we kind of got the odd man out. You know, it's like, for so example, Super Slicer can support all slicers from Prusa, from Ender, all the way up, from Marlin, all the way to all the way to Clipper. No issue. Without a doubt, right? Prusa Slicer can only handle Prusa through Marlin. Mm-hmm. Which Prusa is just a fancier version of Marlin. And then you have some of the older ones, like the Creality one is only for Marlin. Mm-hmm. So I think, but now with them including Clipper into their um, uh, software set as far as the screens and stuff like that, they may expand the their old clip, their old firmware out to support Clipper stuff. Yeah. So you got the guys running more advanced printers, like you know myself and John, mm-hmm. and a couple other guys we know that have to run Super Slicer to benefit from the firmware install that we've got. You get an added feature, yeah. But the good thing yeah. is, I'll say this: is the Super Slicer, on the other hand, will do everything you want it to inside one slicer. It has its own calibration cubes and everything like that. You mm-hmm. can set that letter at tater chip, and she's fine. And then you can run your prints. Right. Instead of having to swap between a bunch of bunch of slices that may or may not support so your the, only, the only reason I say that because... But I agree with you, though. No, no, but it's a valid point. But the only reason I, I bring up the point is, is um, for me, my printing journey is more of a scientific methodology. So um, I like to see what this does compared to this. Um, so like a sculptor. Normally with a sculptor, he has primitive tools, and with primitive tools, he makes amazing designs hmm. um, but another guy could do the same thing um, you know with some automation and get similar yeah, yeah. similar but it's, it's not it's not handmade uh-huh. so for me I it's just my belief if I can master by hand uh, without all of the amenities of having the you know the fancier uh, or, or they won't say fancier but having the more advanced Mm-hmm. Um, gadgets. What happens is, is when I get the more advanced gadgets, now I understand 
the printer. Because mm-hmm. at the end of the day, the mechanic, the printer is mechanical. Yeah, that makes it, sense. It is, a, it is a mechanical or a mechatronic device yeah. that's being controlled with some firmware and software. Mm-hmm. So if I understand physically what's going on with that printer and understand the limitations of that printer, so then I know, well, okay, well, hey, Prusa did this, you know, Crusa uh, did this, and hey, this guy did that, but why did they do it? Well, it, it works. Well, I don't want. I don't want it works. I want to know why he did that. Mm-hmm. What, a, what did he? What did he run into? That what's he the had benefit? To, yeah. yeah. Well, it's like, for example, what I'm going to do. I, all my printers run the same firmware, so my Ender Five runs the same firmware as my Ender Three does, and as my Voron runs. They all run the same firmware. And one of these days, since firmware is no longer a problem, no firmware is no longer an issue. Right? Everything is the hundred percent identical. Right, I'm going to I want to run the same test print on all three printers and see what the differences are based off of gantry type. Mm-hmm. That's just going to be a bed level. <laughs> I'm just so saying. the person who has to give away his printers. Eighty percent of she doesn't use them. Eighty percent of failed prints is bed level. It says I'm the person who has a printer has to give away. Shifted layers. That's your bed, <laughs> your bed level. Uh, I did want to touch on something that you mentioned earlier, though. But the thing is, is it, what I'm talking about with that is the quality is, is does, like a bed slinger yeah. means something different yeah. than a vertical up and down bed, kind of like what your Voron is I'm, and what mine is. I'm no, I'm saying that Core XY, Core XY um, takes a lot of the vibration away from the, the standard Cartesian Ender 3 Prusas. Mm-hmm. Now, Prusa does a good job by giving you more points of contact, which gives you more stability, but at the end of the day, it's still limited by its you know yeah. its its process so uh, i did want to touch on something that ed was talking about earlier though so so you mentioned a few things about you know first layer adhesion too, talking about um maybe adding a brim which is which is good i mean we have we have someone who does cat ears he likes he likes to call them cat ears he puts Ooh. little circles the discs yeah little discs circles on the corners that he has so if you have a problem on like mm-hmm. you have a square the upper left part you just put a circle on that part instead so, of everywhere what does a guy do when he will Ooh, put tack well, man. Yeah, no, yeah, that's that's that's. But I'm just saying that. So that's one that's of the a, pieces. I think that's a, um, that's a brilliant idea to use yes. something like that. Corners um, in the middle of the straight line. You also mentioned raising <clears throat> raising the temperature. Now, I think that that's something that are not. I, I'm on some of the forums and I'm looking through, and a lot mm-hmm. of them they don't talk about. They they, they mention it, mm-hmm. but they don't they don't put pinpoint this as um, one of the key factors because. We there's something that we've kind of really didn't mention a lot in a lot of the chats. It's 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 like glass transition mm-hmm. um, temperature. Mm-hmm. So what at what temperature does this filament transition into a glass like uh, lattice mm-hmm. and and form it like form that type of structure, mm-hmm. and and that's where it gets that's where it becomes less like a cord or wire wrapped around a spool and mm-hmm. more like a like a like a liquid or mo- like an actual model. Um, uh, I found the other day that raising my print head mm-hmm. temperature by five pr- five degrees Celsius and lowering my print bed temperature by two to three degrees Celsius fixed my problem. But so I've had, go, I've had to go in reverse. Yeah, yeah, but also most of the time I go in the reverse. So like it's 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 kind of a balancing factor because right. you 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 say we say PLA we say PETG we say ABS, um, but PLA from 
uh, Solutex is not going to be the same as Sunlu. It's not the same as Pryline. It's not the same as these other brands. They they all kind of have their own proprietary blend right. of polymers to make that. So that kind of changes a little bit. Yeah. So the second part of... Temperatures are also different. Um, well different. Yeah. When yes. I was talking about temperature, also fan speed. Yes. Because fan speed can oh, yeah, also yeah. Can have a, an effect on how fast the, that, the plastic true. solidifies. Um, uh, but the one thing you was talking about, the material, that's why I take my my first um, my journey is is I'm gonna go through a certain amount of um, rolls of PLA, and when I say rolls, the whole roll will be printed. Yeah. Just on that one, so I can see with different prints how that roll responds. Now yeah. I can make a library and say, hey, this is what I really saw with this without changing anything. Mm-hmm. So it'll be two tests. It was one mm-hmm. where I didn't change a thing, and then the second test will be. Well, hey, can I can I optimize this? Yeah. And once I optimize it and find a sweet spot, now I can make my own thing inside of that, you know, slicer, or I can just manually make my own template to say, yeah. when mm-hmm. I run this particular PLA, these are the settings I'm going to use. And see, well, then you talk about fan speed, stuff like that. I like my part tooling fan on my Ender Five. I have turned off for the first twenty or thirty lines. Yeah, I think before I kick it back on. Usually, it's just three. I've had a lot of failures in those first three because of yeah. how that hot end is set up. Yeah. And it kind of, because if, the, if there's a heat fluctuation someplace, it misses. And this is also before running a lot of the brim. Um, it would blow it and it would dry it too fast. And then I'd have issues of the fact that it wouldn't stick. And also there's still, it was why I just, so I was playing with it. And I kind of came down to where like, because some prints all go 20 lines without running a part cooling fan. Or sometimes it'll be 10 lines. You know, because the lines on like a lithophane or so, for instance, are so tight, it's just getting through that base level, that base yeah. layer. But that, that would make sense, say, if I'm printing a articulated dragon, that makes sense. Because the, the, the problem people have with the articulated dragon is when I go from peak to peak. So when I get to the top of the print, when I'm finishing the dragon, is where the problems occur. And that's where you have the stringing. So you're talking about, are you talking about fan speed or are you talking I'm about print head movement? You, you may have to change. You may have to change. I'm thinking both. It, it could be a m- multiple things. Mm-hmm. But the first thing I would do is, is it something we can do with temperature from this point to this point? Can can I can I make this temperature to the amount of fan speed to cool it down correlate to each other? Okay. Before I leave this point to the next point. Could be a retraction. So, so can I can yeah. I make it solidify before I take the next move? Yeah, I was gonna say there's like, there's retraction is usually the most common. Is retraction is what we use. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I don't know if you're yeah. still using retraction. Retraction is what we use, and what so happens is. Can you is, go in a little bit more detail on retraction? Like, yeah. I mean, I know you guys understand it, and maybe guys like myself and new people new to printers, but maybe we can go a little bit more in depth to what what we mean by retraction. So, so while you're printing. It's just standard standard printing called extrusion. It's mm. it's extruding. It's it's spitting the filament out. Um, retraction. I first uh, I first realized its its use was when I was printing multiple pieces or the articulated dragon. Mm-hmm. Um, so what it does is is it recognizes when it's gonna fi- when it finishes that layer that level. It says I need to move to this point here, and it, 
arbitrary point in space. It could be, you know, a centimeter. It could be 10 centimeters away. But what it's going to do is it's going to trigger that extruder to pull back a little bit of that filament. Now, you can dictate how much uh, filament. Far. Okay. Yeah. Okay. So pretty much what you're doing is that hot end is sitting there filled with the, the plastic ready yeah, to be in the, laid in the, down. Right and then the, you, uh, you pull it back. in the, the valley. Yeah. The valley of the, yep. of the tip. Yeah. So what or you do nozzle, is. the nozzle. No. Exactly, and, and what you do is is like you, you, there is kind of a, another balancing act that you have to do with how much you retract it. Yeah, because you get clogged. Well, te oh, tell 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 us about your first retractions. How how Oops. far? <laughs> it was <laughs> um, it's yeah. almost like it was extruding in the wrong direction. It was we well. You mean the fact the way to wire the the, the extruder in the opposite direction? Yeah, no, it um, didn't make there, any sense. There was sense. that that that's that, that's that's Ender's wiring. Everything yeah. backwards. Did not make um, any sense. Because the funny part is, so I didn't have any issues with Ender three. It was hilarious. Yeah, it does. It, so it's the Ender Five, we had to rewire some pins. It's completely so, backwards. but I have had issues of where I misjudged the amount of retraction. Oh yeah. That I that I put in there, and I think I put a point five zero, so I was retracting by half inch. Oops. That's a lot. Um, <laughs> that's, a, that's a lot. What are we talking millimeters? Dude, yeah, I, you just just by contrast, what's your actual retraction now? Point zero five. Yeah. <laughs> just, yeah. Just, just to compare. So, like, so I think... It actually I'm, might be less than that. So, five hundreds. Yeah. <laughs> so, it is very tight. So, the retraction should be only enough... I've also had to go in the opposite direction, too. Yeah. And, whoops. But, 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 but hear, hear from me again, because... But that's a lesson you had to learn. I mean... Yeah. Which is it's good. Yeah. Because a, a problem... A problem facilitate, facilitates a moment for science. Yeah. And the moment for science, <clears> for me, is, is okay... How much can, can I make, can I write G-code to say, hey, start at point one, point zero one, and go to here, and then I want to see what happens. You can set up yeah. an, 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 extra, an extrusion and retraction test. Directionals, yeah. too. You can have it move. Yeah. And the reason I say these things is because then now a person can see, oh, that's why that did that. Yeah. Or, or I mean, I'm not telling you to tear your printer up. Mm-hmm. But I'm saying you may have to do some things to your printer to to make some observations. Well, yeah. the thing is, is also print beds. <laughs> if you're going to start a new roll of filament, if you're going to start your first print on your first roll of filament, should be temperature tower. Yeah, I think I think that's a good idea. That's what I do every time I change the filament on my printer. You'll see temperature towers all over the place. As I run a temperature tower on it, and I keep those temperature towers, so I can kind of see. Okay, cool. If I buy this filament again, this is what I'm looking at. You know, so then I save that in Super Slicer, where every time I trigger that one print, it's at the same temperature because I pulled it off the temperature tower that I had it do. So, you know, if you're changing filaments, the greatest way to know how that system is, how that, how your printer is going to react to that filament is run a temperature tower. It'll run it all the way up from 180, I think, to 220 on, on, uh, on PLA. Mm -hmm. And we'll tell you, every, you'll, you'll see it at every single level what that means. And how it looks, because I, I I think ultimately like I know this is this is almost this is like getting a new uh, circular saw, well a compound miter saw, so you got to do compound <clears throat> miter saw, and everybody and if you're an experienced carpenter, you know what a compound miter saw does. Yeah. You know what? Hey, what happens if I want to do a double bevel cut? Let's see how that works with this type of wood. Hmm. Mm -hmm. I wonder if I put two pieces of this type of wood. So it's 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 basically you're gauging your equipment uh -huh. to see what it can and can't do. Now, you, 
there are people, and I'm, I'm saying there are some, uh, and I, don't, I hope I don't offend anybody, there are some idiots of us um, <laughs> that can just get a printer and do things, and you're like, oh my God, how did you do that? Yeah. I don't know. I just did this. So there are some people that can just take a printer and just, just run sense. with it. Yeah. But, there are, but there are people like me, you know, I, I have two green thumbs, but I don't have two PLA thumbs, so I have to work at Question you know. everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the thing is, is that's the way to learn, though. Yeah, it's, it's a good way. way. I mean, diving in head first. How, how you think? That's Can how I learn how to swim. All right. Or they drag me in. out of the water and then, you know, made me try again. <laughs> yeah. I got thrown in. Yeah. You didn't make it that time. <clears throat> I had to save you. Go. If, you want to try again tomorrow? <laughs> if you can make a, like he said, the, 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 for a newbie or a new guy, if you can do a 10-hour print, you scratching the surface. Yeah. However, if you can do a two-week print, two weeks, that means that you takes two weeks to print all the parts, then wait, you understand. Because wait. if one of those pieces fail, there is the possibility that you can print that one print, but if the wrong piece fail, so, so I give you an example. You're there, talking about printing several prints in two weeks notice, or you're just talking about one prints, sing, like, single print? When you print the Hulk statue, yeah, it takes two weeks to print the Hulk statue. But how many parts? It's uh, the the torso, the uh, the legs, yeah, the two arms, okay, and then uh, but all those take a certain amount of time. Yeah, it makes. I mean, it makes sense. I'm, it, I was just saying. Yeah, the, it, the it takes one. it takes about two weeks. Yeah, I and this thing is it, it's. I'll be surprised. I'll it, be surprised it's, it's if anybody. Yeah. Now it's a guy that did it, painted it, and everything. Yeah. Can't even tell you that. Well, no, I'm not saying I'd be surprised if anybody make it because that. I mean, when you break things down in those pieces. That that I, I, I kind of say that's cheating when you're talking about one print because that was not one. Yeah, it, I'm talking one, about one yeah. print over ten hours. Well, it couldn't fit. Yeah, all those things couldn't fit together on that bed. Yeah, for what he had, he had a Ender uh, Pro Three. Okay. Which yeah, uh, when you when you can you can do that with the smaller ones, and definitely that's why that was the whole. And here's the thing: he had beauty of the shoe on. He he made it to where you can glue these parts together, mm -hmm. so there were pieces. That were designed to fit together. Mm -hmm. Well, it didn't turn out right, and he didn't want to sand it, so he cut them off and just glued them together. <laughs> he butted the, the seams, yeah. and you couldn't even tell. Yeah. Now, I'll, I'll say this: is you know, if you're a newbie out there and you're trying to run your first print, do not run a full bed print. Don't try to do a full bed. It's just no. You're gonna happen. Well, you're gonna you rip know your hair no, out. Let's do the opposite. You're gonna do, learn the hard way. Do, do a full bed print, and then you'll learn not to do a full bed print till you understand how to do the basics. Well, the thing is, that'll show your leveling pretty quickly. It's gonna fail. It might be level. It'd be level <laughs> in the middle, but, but it will be level on the sides. Hey, but you know, some some people say, you know, I want to gradually. So some people want well, to be wild. Go ahead and stick your hand in, or stick your stick your tongue in that socket. Well, no. Okay. <laughs> so like when Wiley Cowell, when Wiley Cowell was trying to catch the Roadrunner, you know, he did it over a gradual process. He just went ahead and jumped off the cliff. Yeah, then he would have known. Fair. Okay, okay, I got to change my strategy. But if your strategy is I'm gonna keep trying to catch the Roadrunner. Yeah. Well, you're going to spend a lot of time. But if you go ahead and say, oh, oh yeah, don't do that no more. Mm -mm. That tears up the bed. Yeah. No, no. Don't ever do that again. Yeah, I've torn up a few beds with that Pat G stuff. and Yeah, whoops. Or run the damn nozzle the wrong damn way. Yeah, mm -hmm. done that too. By the way, mm -hmm. I, had to, I had to learn myself. I had to teach myself. Oh. And, you know, as a guy, you're telling, I'm going to learn you something today. Mm -hmm. So I had to teach myself. So you went 126 instead of 125? No, I was jogging. <laughs> I was jogging the damn thing and went paying attention. I was like, oh, oh, wait a minute. So you do have to pay attention to direction because when you're turning that knob, 
It's not turn. It's turning it in the increments you got set. And if your increments are set to ten, it's set to ten. And if yeah. you turn that knob too fast and it shoots up to a hundred and something, guess where it's going? hundred. Oh, or or vice versa. Yeah. If you're at ten and you hit it fifty, yeah. it's gonna try to go through your bed. That's that's yeah. that's what I was saying. You, yeah. you pull the power. Pull the you power. You have to pay attention or turn the knob the other way. Hopefully, it catches it that fast. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Go slower. Than yeah, that. I'm just saying. Like Don't you can you you can turn it until you understand which way to jog that thing. Turn it down to one. Yeah. One is fine. Yeah. Increment it and slowly but surely. Then when you understand how X, Y, and Z works, yeah. don't they, don't turn to the max and hope for the best. I mean, yeah. I, I called it. Um, <laughs> there's one thing I wanted to mention, though. Or, or like, If you're a newbie and you're grabbing a temp tower off a thingiverse or something, make sure you read the directions. You are not slicing that entire tower at the same temperature. The whole point of the tower is that it changes at, at the levels yeah. that it's noted. So if you slice it all at 220, then you will know what a print looks like at 220, but not 210, not 200, not 205, not, no. So read the direction, because that's what I did. You, I was like, oh, all, all the all degrees look good. <laughs> that's, no. why, that's why I started using the Prusa Slicer one. The Prusa yeah. Slicer one man has not failed me yet. It's a, it's a lot better. Um, there's a couple ways. If you're doing Cura, there's a there's a script that you can write, and there's a way that you could do that. Uh, I, I'm not sure, but I definitely did pull up a YouTube video. But it was uh, once I did the one, I could repeat. It was right. repetition. So and I, I think Prusa Slicer has been out too. Is Cura, is Cura free? Yep. Cura is free. Is okay. made by Ultimaker. Right. Um, I, it, maybe I, I was when I went to the site and I went to download. It says free to if you have. If you have whatever printer it was, but I, that's why I didn't download. Oh, it. F- unless oh, I didn't look at that. I mean, I definitely had the printer, so I never even thought. Yeah, I always about got. It. I always got it for free. I always got a Cura. Yeah, I've, I've always I got it. The Cura Pro costs you something. I think if you, I'll, I'll try it. But I thought yeah. it said something about if you had this printer, it's free to download. I believe Cura, like, you just because I wanted to, I wanted, like I said, okay, when I do everything with Prusa, the next one I'm gonna do Cura, because yeah. I, I understand everybody in the group. It's very has, similar. Has done whatever with the slicers and whatever type of firmware, mm-hmm. but there are still people that buy Novas mm-hmm. and restore a Nova back to what a Nova was. Yeah, they don't put ABS brake systems on it. No, they don't put CD players in them. No. Okay, so it's still free. Okay, so I'm um, so I'm saying like you for me for that yeah for me. That's what I used to use. I, I would I would rather understand a bare bone system because maybe I'm arrogant. I believe I can do better with the hardware. Mm-hmm. We won't confirm nor deny you're arrogant. Yeah, I just I, I think I'm arrogant, and I also am arrogant enough to say that I can even do. I even think that I can do better on the firmware. Mm-hmm. I don't think I need Marlin. I think maybe I make my own thing. Well, if you think about it, Clippers all written in Python. You can, you can do a fork of Python, well, fork of Clipper. But why don't I just do <clears throat> Python and make my own? Yeah, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, I was, the only thing I was saying is uh, complexity. I mean, you're thinking about features and usability. If someone else is, or a I'm, group of people are working on it, you're probably going to have more features, or more time, I right. should say, to spend on More those. tinkering time. Not, not saying that you wouldn't be able to do those things. Well, I'm not saying that this is, yeah. this is no trivial pursuit. This no. is this is something that's going to take time. This is, this is something that... Um, it's not going to be simple. Yeah. The hardware stuff, I'm, I'm confident on the hardware stuff. I've been doing electronics since I was six years old. I, I have no qualms about what I can do with electronics. Mm-hmm. Um, 
I mean, I'm currently learning Python, and I think it would be neat if I can make a rudimentary or a primitive thing that controls a yeah. printer with Python. Yeah. I mean, I, I, obviously, why would I re reinvent the, the wheel? Right. But I would like to see if I could do something primitive just to see if I can make it work. Right. I mean, but... At that point, you just need your GPIO open. Yeah. At that point, yeah. and you can make it move left, right, up right. and down. Oh, I mean, when I say move, I mean, like, do something primitive from a printer point of view. Right, but still, you know, yeah. as long as you have your GPIO pens, yeah. you should be good to go. Yeah. So, you know, it's all based on GPIO. I, just think, I think it'll be cool. I mean, I, it's, yeah. I don't think it's something like, well, hey, this guy invented something better than the proofs. It's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying maybe it comes a day that a person can take a few components and build their own 3D printer, really. You know... Maybe that guy can go buy his own extruded aluminum and build his own printer. And he doesn't have to pay $300 or $700 or $1,500, but he get a printer that works like a $3,000 printer. Mm-hmm. Maybe there's a kit. You know, there. Yeah, most people are working towards kits mm-hmm. and stuff like that. To be honest with you. Yeah. I mean, that's 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 the re- direction. That's why a lot of places got mm-hmm. the kits on sale. You build it yourself. You know, all that good stuff. So. Yeah, that's what we did. Um, I'll say this, y'all. I'm sorry about the blip and the towards the begin towards the middle. Um, so the blip, yeah, it blipped again. Oh, no. But you know, hey, that's what it is, and you're doing a recording, right? We apologize yeah. for your ears. <laughs> yeah, your ears might need that, but yeah. sorry. Um, you know, hell, you're listening to us, so uh, yeah, I guess it might already be hurt off. by this point. <laughs> but start off you know, the thing well. is, is we're not trying to scare you from doing prints. You know, not at all. You know, we want to. Welcome you to the the craziness. You know, let's have a little bit of fun. Let's kind of see where we're at. But, you know, I, I think that, you know, we've kind of came towards the end of the first yeah, printer. We kind of got on a little bit of a ride, or a little bit of a tangent. But, you know, and I just want to say thank you to everybody. Um, I looked at the stats the other day. We're at 1083. You know, doing great. You know, love it. Love to see people popping out of their woodwork from other locations. You know, other parts of the world that we haven't seen before. And, you know, it's kind of fun to see those people pop in and stuff like that. You know, drop us a line on, you know, on the, on YouTube or something like that. You know, come over, say hello. You know, you'll see us on there. Um, and, you know, you'll see the, the first, the, the, the first print we did with Ed, you know, that, that, that single point lesson, mm-hmm. you know, and then, you know, we'll go from there, you know, come and check us out, make a couple comments on the, on the, on the stuff, come on, come on, subscribe and, you know, come join the. The, the, the fun side, you know, kind of see what we're doing. We're going to be doing a lot of advocacy soon and stuff like that, kind of pushing for what we need to push for. And you'll start seeing some stuff from a uh, small little side thing that we got going on called Vulcan R3D, you know, amongst other things. Yeah. You know, some stuff that's coming out. You know, if you're interested in lithophanes, then, hey, guess what? You might be wanting to stick around for that. So, and you also get the, the fun part about having to listen to something that was ramble about the educational journeys coming up. So, but, you know, with that. You know, I say thank you. You know, we love y'all. You know, we really appreciate y'all being here. You know, listen to us. Take your time, taking your time out of your day to open your ears, your hearts, and, you know, pay attention to us, kind of ramble. So, you know, we wish you all the best. We hope y'all had a great, you know, holiday season and great new year, you know, if it's already hit where you're at, which it, hopefully it should have by now. Um, I know that Chinese New Year is a different time of year. But the thing is, is, you know, we hope, we hope y'all are the best. We hope you're doing well. Hope you're feeling well. And, uh, you know, hope to see you back again uh, next week. So I'm going to turn over to the guys for the parting words and the challenge of the week. So, uh, you know, thank you all, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. So, like I said, we uh, appreciate all of the uh, support and all the people listening. Uh, um, I will uh, 
and show a few of the prints that I did, you know, uh, being a beginner, just show you what I did. Nothing, nothing uh, complicated or, or or crazy, but I'll just do like a, uh, just a little show off of what I did and, uh, and where I'm at so far, and uh, um, I appreciate you guys listening. Yeah, guys, just to echo the same thing both what these guys have said. We I always appreciate having a having a media to kind of uh, chat about these things. I, I often were talking about these things anyway, so it just kind of uh, made sense to kind of get it out there. And if it, any of the knowledge can help anybody else, it's why not, right? Uh, it's the whole point of the thing, right? So um, if you uh, if you uh, had any questions, if you um there was anything we brought up in here that you kind of didn't quite understand maybe we didn't explain it well enough you want to know more about uh, just shoot us a comment ask us uh check out that for that single point lesson it's yep. it's great for making sure that you know your bed bed is level at least for your first few prints um and and yeah um we'll see you on the next one guys appreciate it so i know other places have like a question of the week but yeah i wonder if you guys would be interested in doing a print of the week and we kind of have, uh, we'll, we'll guys will look at it and say, and we'll pick who had the best print of the week. Yeah. So maybe that's something we can do with you guys. You know, maybe you guys have printers and you start a 3D print. Yeah. Maybe we can do a, a 3D print. And then maybe if it we get enough support, maybe we'll offer some type of, uh, I don't know, reward or something for the best print of the month. Yeah, I don't think so. Yeah, like maybe that. we'll just have to see That's how cool it goes. Yeah. And, you know, I think that, you know, we go through it, show do it on YouTube and kind of, you know, see where we're at. You know, see what everybody, where everybody else is. If anything, you know, if they want to do a live stream, we can, you can see our ugly mucks in real time. You know, um, and, and that, that may, 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 yeah. may more, excuse me, guys, that may make more sense to show off some of the things we printed yeah. in a live stream as opposed to are doing you, Are you talking about us three printing? Just, or just kind of, oh, for me, sure. from a beginner, okay. some of the stuff you've done, some of the stuff oh, Nick done. Make fun of me. <laughs> but, 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 no, it's fine. It's but fine. maybe it's we fine. inspire somebody. Yeah, yeah, that's fair. And, you know, think about this. You know, we also, which I'm going to throw Ed on the spot real quick before we sign off, and I'll leave Ed with our parting freaking little shot here, is, you know, Ed does a great job with our blog, you know, blog.vulcanart.com. Y'all go take a look at that. You know, some of the stuff he has in there has some really good information, and, you know, I know he's working hard on that, and, you know, I know we add some more to it, but, you know, we've had our own little holiday extravaganza and some stuff with work going on. So a little behind, but... You know we're there, and soon you'll also see the ebooks come out too, and we'll let y'all know when that release is. Mm -hmm. um, you know we'll let you know where they're at. We'll put it on the website so y'all can find them, yeah. um, and all the different locations they're sold at. So you know I'll turn it over to Ed for the uh, challenge of the week. So uh, like I said, I, I I think the biggest thing is is uh, <clears throat> whatever technology you're into, whatever uh, thing you like to do, whether it's uh, you know uh, making things for cosplay or whether it's making some gadget like a smart mirror or whether it's doing something like 3D, print, 3D printing like we, uh, the three of us guys are doing, uh, we'll like to hear about it. So, uh, like I said, you know, we, we would like to see, uh, in, how about anything that you created? How about you guys uh, send us in some uh, submissions of anything you've created? Mm -hmm. uh, now, that's, let's be... Uh, Let's make sure we're not sending anything that's inappropriate, but, you know, mm -hmm. anything sure. that you guys created that you want to send, maybe we'll have a little gallery and we'll do something once yeah, a week. Do, do a little, a uh, without or do a short video yeah. of it go yeah. on YouTube and send it to us. Yeah. Yeah, that, that'd you know, be great. And, and walk us through how you did it. Yeah. So mm -hmm. what your trials and tribulations are. We want to hear that. Yeah. So Because we want to hear that if you have any problems, if we can help you. 
you know, we're not experts, but we more than have, we like to have fun with it. We want y'all to have fun with it, and uh, you know, we want y'all to be a part of this culture. Yes. So, all right, y'all. You know, y'all have a good one, and uh, we'll talk to you soon. See you Thanks, later. Guys. Thank you for listening to the Tech at Lunch podcast, where we hope you learned something about tech during your break or during your lunchtime. If you did, please give us a follow to prevent missing future episodes. If you have any ideas or something you want to hear or learn about, please send us a show idea to podcast at vulcanora.com. Hope you have a good rest of the day and continue learning.